prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Friday, August the 27th, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that you have been divinely connected to for such a time as this. Truly, it is TGIF. We are thanking God that it is Friday. For those of us who work a traditional work week, Monday through Friday, we thank God that it's Friday. And for those of us who don't work a traditional work week, we still thank God that it's Friday because today we have an opportunity to see a day that we've never seen before and a day that we will never see again. There will be no day, even if you wake up, on the same side of the bed, even if you have your same morning routine, as you go throughout your day, you will realize that there was never a day quite like today, whether that be because of the weather, whether that be because of something that you learned that you didn't know about before today, whether that be something different happens in your life, there will never be a day like today. And so with that, I want to share with you, because for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know, on Fridays we just kind of talk, do things a little bit differently. And so I want to share something with you about a day being like no other day. So on yesterday, I was in a car accident. And thank God that I'm okay and the other three vehicles involved, which I started the car accident um, everybody was okay. And so prayerfully today, nobody is wake, you know, nobody woke up with whiplash or anything like that. Um, but let me tell you something I really began to think about, because I had to take some ownership over what happened yesterday. I know people say, don't admit fault, don't admit, but you know what? It was my fault. It was my fault. I was, uh, I left, work and I was headed to another building um, in our district for a meeting and I looked down literally for a moment I looked away for a moment and when I looked up the cars in front of me had stopped and when I tried to stop it was too late I hit the car in front of me who hit the car in front of her who hit the car in front of him because everybody was stopped except me. And I was like, man. So, of course, uh, the first thing I did was get out of the car and check to make sure everyone was okay. But in reality, at that moment, the damage was already done. So it goes back to distractions. I was distracted. The devil didn't make me do it. I was distracted. I chose to do something that you hear people say often, don't take your eyes off the road for a second. The devil wasn't whispering to me to take my eyes off the road. The devil wasn't whispering to me. I was trying to do too much instead of just, going to my destination, which literally was about not even seven minutes, not even five minutes, really, from the office. 
So where am I going with this? You know, God has a way of dealing with me with analogies. Sin often is like that. Sin is often where we take our eyes off of God just for a second, just for a moment, you know, so many times. Of course, that's not the first time I've ever taken my eyes off the road. Are you kidding me? I often take my eyes off the road. And um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that often takes their eyes off the road. Um, but that's not an excuse, right? Often we try to justify our actions by saying, I'm not the only one sleeping around. I'm not the only one, you know, stealing. I'm not the only one lying. I'm not the only one cheating, right? So a lot of times we will make excuses for our behavior because we're not the only one. That's not the first car accident, you know, that happened because people looked away, you know, people were distracted. So, you know, we kind of shrug it off. We kind of justify our behavior by saying, I'm not the only one. But the reality is that times previous to that, right, I was able to catch myself. You know, there were times where I would be distracted and I would turn my eyes back to the road and I would catch myself right in time before the accident, before damage was done. Have you ever been there where you have done some things maybe you shouldn't have done, but you've always been able to kind of recover, to catch yourself? Maybe you lied about something and the Lord covered it, so nobody found out you were lying. You know, maybe you were gossiping about something and no, it never got back to you that you were gossiping or that you started the whole gossiping rumor, right? So you were able to, you know, get by with it. So, you know, not a big deal, right? Because you were always able to get by with it. But what happens when that distraction or when that sin occurs where just for a moment, right, just for a moment, you're going to run into that male's house or to that female's house, you know, and you end up sleeping together. And when you wake up, the damage is done. Maybe she's pregnant, and now she has to make a decision about what she's going to do with the baby. What about, you know, that just for a moment, you're going to borrow something from the job that you didn't ask any about anybody about, you didn't seek permission about about using it or whatever, and then they decide to come over and realize that you have something that belongs to the job. And so even though lots of other people do, right, now they've come to you and you are caught, so to speak, red-handed. The damage sometimes is already done. A moment of looking away, a moment of taking your eyes off God can cause damage. And dare I say today, it wasn't the devil's fault. Did I say that? Yes, 
I said that. It wasn't the devil's fault. I chose. I chose to look away because I had got comfortable. Can I be real this morning? I had got comfortable in in getting away with it. I had, because guess what? There were no consequences. I began to think that I could drive and do lots of other things. Some of us eat and drive. Some of us text and drive. Some of us FaceTime and drive. Some of us take pictures and drive. And some of us don't do any of that because we we just we just don't. Because we've made a choice not to. Is the devil tempting me to pick up my phone? Absolutely not. But when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. We might have a desire to call somebody, to text somebody, to do a lot of other things, but that doesn't mean that we have to. So I say all that to say there's a lesson in my in what happened to me yesterday for you that I want you to think about, I want you to ponder about. That is, what are those distractions in your life that it's not the enemy, it's you. It has nothing to do with the enemy. It's you. And I found that a lot of times as Christians and believers, sometimes it gets real easy to blame the devil. Because in that, we don't have to take responsibility. But guess what? God wants us to take responsibility. And so when the police officer came, I didn't lie. I didn't say I didn't know what happened. I said I looked away for a moment, and when I looked up, it was too late. That's the truth. I have to own it. Now, it could cost me. It could. I mean, thank God I have insurance, but it could cost me losing my insurance. It could mean my premium could possibly increase, right, because I've admitted fault. But how can I not admit fault? How can, not, how can I not own up? to looking away. And often, when we are in Christ and God, because he's long-suffering, because he's a God of grace and a God of mercy, because he loves us so much that he wants us to do the right thing. He wants us to focus on him because it's the right thing to do. Not because we're going to get something from it, because because he's our father and he wants us to love him more than we love the things that he can do for us. So I want you to think about what are the things <clears throat> that are causing you to look away from Jesus. Even if for a moment, what are those things? It could be a television show that you replace with spending time with God, I'm guilty of it, even as I say it. So at the same time we're talking, I'm talking to me too. 
It can be simply talking on the phone. I'm guilty of it. What are those things that even for a moment are causing you to take your eyes off of God? And I'm going to tell you there's nothing wrong with talking on the phone. There's nothing wrong with watching your shows. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is if God has shown you signs where you've almost done damage, where you've almost let whatever that distraction is take you too far down the wrong road, don't wait until damage is done. Don't wait until things get out of hand. Don't wait until there is an accident that now you have to pay for, but everybody else is inconvenienced as a result of. See, they may not have to pay for their damage. Well, they won't have to pay for it because I caused it. They won't have to pay for their damage, but they will have to deal with the inconvenience of the damage that I caused. There are so many people, and and if it's you, it's okay. And what I mean by it's okay, repent, and I mean have a godly repentance about it and keep moving. But there are so many people that because they were distracted, because they took their eyes off of God, they caused a situation. And that situation has resulted in, ultimately, them having to pay for it, but the hurt and the inconvenience and the the feelings of what the other people have to endure because one person chose to look away. So I want to encourage you on today and on this weekend, as you meditate, on the Word of God, as you meditate on just this discussion, what can you do intentionally to put up those safeguards where you're not looking away? What can you do intentionally so that you're not causing harm, not only to yourself, but that other people will have to endure you know, that even though I caused it, they've got to deal with some stuff. They've got to call their insurance company. They've got to take their car to get estimates. They may have to go without a vehicle for a certain amount of time of no fault of their own. What are those things? And then be intentional. I've already made a commitment to myself. I'm not doing certain things. Like, I'm, I'm not doing that no more. I still don't know what it's going to cost me, and I'm praying to God that it won't cost me much. But if it does, guess what? I got to deal with it because it was, it was all on me. It was all on me. The only thing I can do when you realize sometimes that you've made a mistake and it's all on you, the only thing you can do is change your behavior, ask God for mercy grace and mercy, and then ask those people who you have
put in that situation, tell them that you are sorry. And I probably said I'm sorry at least 15 times yesterday within a 30-minute window because I realized this is on me. Can't take it up. It's not anybody else's fault. I could have said, well, who stopped real quick, right? I could have tried to blame somebody else, but the reality is it was all on me. It was all on me. So I say that because sometimes we don't think about where are we in all of this, and we will try to justify or try to blame other people, even try to say it's the devil's fault. But sometimes it's all on me. Think about that. And then move forward in God's grace and God's mercy so that not only do you become distracted and take your eyes off of God, but there's no harm done to anybody else. One of the things that I love about Friday is because it gives me an opportunity to be real with you all, to let you know that I don't have it all together, that I am a work in progress, but I remain excited about the fact that I am no longer who I used to be. And while I'm celebrating that, I also know it is imperative, it's a must that I do what's necessary to still be better today than I was on yesterday and then be better tomorrow than I am today. Have an awesome day. Be blessed. Love you all. And have a great weekend. Bye-bye.